The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We had a packed, but fairly divisive, Raw After Mania this year. Uh, uh, Larson and I are going to give you guys our thoughts and comments about that. We'll run down the show, answer some of your questions. Uh, but first, uh, this was pretty funny. We had, uh, oh, by the way, quick programming note. No numbers don't lie this week because we're going to sort of take it a little bit more easy because of the heavy streaming weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with that to revisit Bret Hart next week. Though. Yeah, new poll, uh, new all that. New all that, exactly. Maybe I'll try we to will have Bret matches. More importantly, maybe listen to more Bret Hart promos. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, we will have uh, a new episode of our bonus episode, Overrun, today for Twitch subs, YouTube channel members, and, of course, Patreons mm-hmm. at patron, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, first up, a little bit of uh, uh, interpromotional shit talk, yeah, which is always fun to see well, from a guy who's no stranger to it. No. Seth seems, freaking Rollins. He seems to revel in it, in fact. Uh, so during an interview from uh, Raw last night, I believe, with Gorilla Position, Seth Rollins was asked, uh, who would he like to see follow Cody Rhodes uh, and come through the forbidden door to WWE? And this is what Seth had to say in response. These transcripts come to you from Cage Side Seats. Quote, anybody who wants to come work in the big leagues, and he does, it says here cackle, and I can confirm he does cackle. 
Is it? Uh, is it like an in-character cackle? It's kind of. In- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So That's he good. says, I said it to him last night. I said it before. This is the premier professional wrestling company on the planet. I know. Oh, don't say professional wrestling. Doesn't matter. We have the best in the world, and now we have Cody Rhodes on top of that, and he is joining that club. So if you want to be the best, don't go play rinky-dink. Come here. <laughs> do your thing here. We are the best. Top notch. Across the uh, board. Is, is this the Source Awards? <laughs> if <laughs> if you don't them. want. Okay, go ahead. He says, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody else who's uh, who's anywhere else. I love it. Do what you do. You guys are tremendous. There's great talents out there, but this is where you are the best. This is where you find out if you can hack it on the top, 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 top level. That's great. That's amazing. Because he knows people just pick this shit up I and know. run with it. He's it's he's awesome. 85% in character throughout this whole interview. I watched most of it. This is like seemingly right after he probably had it, or shortly after he had a segment with Cody. He's got, you know, he's got the suit on and everything. He's, this is all mostly in jest. Now I know he is very raw, raw WWE and has been oh, for yeah, a good man. number of years. Absolutely. Yeah. But this is him having fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, it gets everybody up in arms. Exactly. Wrestling, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know what, man? There's nobody happier that AEW exists than a guy like Seth Rollins because it ups his price. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes time for negotiations, everybody knows there's another company out there now, and that just makes his price tag go up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, I love Seth Rollins, man. I think he's doing terrific work now, oh, of yeah. course. Seems like maybe the feud between him and Cody Rhodes will continue uh, uh, given what we saw on the Raw after Mania. Man, when we entered into our pre-show today on the Twitch, uh, you and I are both like, you know, kind of liked Raw. It was, it, was, it was a tweet from, uh, from our friend, Sean Ross App. He, <laughs> last night, before his recap, he tweeted out, man, that was a lame Raw after Mania. Come watch us review it. And I was like, oh, shit, did, did I miss something? I, I'll be honest with you, man, and this might be this this might be me being a WWE sweaty, Larson. Oh wow! <laughs> but Let's hear it. but I don't know. With the exception of maybe some matches that could have been a bit more dynamic, I thought, or maybe you know, added some stuff that could have forwarded some some stuff. I thought Raw After Mania was decent last night, especially considering within context, the last couple years have been actual dog shit. I know, even the last two years. Granted, there was COVID, uh, and so it was Thunderdome last year, and before that, it was Empty Arena. Mm-hmm. But like, even going back to like 2019, wasn't particularly good. No. Uh, the year before that, we're gonna take a look at that and overrun. By the way, yeah. uh, the last couple like 10 years or so of Raptor Manias, and see how many have actually been decent. But like, I don't know. I th- I kind of enjoyed last night's Raw. To be honest with you, the last Raw after Mania that I can remember actually being interesting was probably the one we are at in Orlando. When Roman mm, yeah. comes out to start the show and is booed. Yeah. It was a lively crowd. Like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revival debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, that was, a, that, if I remember correctly, that was a pretty decent show, even though I was mm-hmm. exhausted by the time we went to that Raw. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, as, as a standalone episode of Raw, it was fine. These, there's mm-hmm. story progression. Things happen. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. all I ask for from Raw these days. It's just over the course of the three hours, have a couple things happen, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, within context of the last three, four, maybe five raw after manias, which have been largely uneventful. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was pretty decent, man. We had the return of Elias, 
uh, as maybe a different character, maybe not, which is is kind of comedically intriguing. I'm interested to see where they go with it. Um, Veer finally came, yeah. and he came pretty hard there with yeah. the uh, the Mysterios. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more. I mean, I know how they're they're presenting him as like you know a destroyer off the bat, which yeah, yeah, always yeah. usually bodes well for a person. Um, to just to see you know where they're gonna be headed. It's it wasn't it was not like an Emelina situation, which a lot of people feared. Yeah, yeah. They didn't um, make his actual debut a joke. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> which sadly enough, we have to you know give credit where credits due. If you don't make somebody's debut a joke, yeah. Um, um it may have been nice if. Like him coming out and attacking the Mysterios, you know. I guess you, you wanna you wanna make a name for yourself. You come out and attack a legend and and his son. It'd have been nice if they had uh, him return and actually get involved in something story wise and have his mm-hmm. and have his attack be motivated beyond just oh coming out here to make a name for myself. You know. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's where the criticism comes in. It would have been nice if you know Veer's got a great look. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all in his all little in his vignettes, I'm like, oh man, this guy's got a good voice. He's got a great backstory, which we kind of knew they weren't going to go there, which is sad because his backstory is great. They made a fucking it movie. Is, it about is. The it's guy. really interesting, and he's a super athletic dude. Yeah, he is. Now I don't know. I mean, he might not be great in the ring or whatever at this early stage in his career. Um, but I mean, you know, if you have a look and you got a promo, you don't really need everything in the ring, anyways. Well, he's got um, he's got his looks good. His promos good. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means he can learn, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I, it would have been kind of cool if they would have presented somebody with a bit more dimension mm-hmm. than you know wild, crazy eyes and breathing really heavy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. The 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 WWE likes that thing, anyways. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, they, they 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 don't mind. In fact, they seem to enjoy just having a bunch of one dimensional characters out there. Yeah, I know. Uh, I loved Cody's promo. I I loved his promo. There's one thing I didn't like about the whole presentation. So when they had the Cody Vader, as we saw at WrestleMania, it was fine. Mm -hmm. He actually rose from the the stage Mm -hmm. to the ramp. Mm -hmm. So on Raw, they had to construct like a little pedestal with its own ramp because the the stage at Raw is what, like two and a half, three feet high. Right. If that. It's pretty shallow. So he obviously can't, you know, go from underground. There's not a subterranean Cody Vader. (laughs) <laughs> they got to build it up. Yeah. And so they add this thing to it and they cut to him too early. So he's his head sticking out of the top of this thing. He's kind of looking around before he starts to rise up. And I'm like, this looks so speaking of rinky dink. That looked rinky dink. That looked rinky dink. That looked rinky dink. Like, I, I understand I, yeah. that's 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 an important part in his mind of his entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to right. find a solution that's better than that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have his head just, hey, what's going on? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And you got like <laughs> the narrow, you know, like when you get a U-Haul truck and you have the ramp you pull out to help you walk <laughs> up it? That's what the ramp looked like. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. It's the details sometimes that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that that's a good that's a good point. I thought the meat of his actual promo was pretty. Yeah, good. the meat know, of his, I mean, he he outlined his motivation about why he returned to WWE, and it's it's relatable and it's personal. Yeah, and it's it, very there's specific, a very specific. Solid, yeah, yeah, there's very a very specific goal he's after. It's not some nebulous mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. So. Yeah, and I, I at this point, like, I'd be kind of shocked if he didn't get the WWE title. Yeah. Um, the end of the show. Let's talk about like one. I guess kind of a negative. I, I'll I'll call it a negative because I even in the moment I was like, 
okay, I understand why they did that, but it's kind of lame. Roman Reigns, at the end of Raw, dropped a five-minute promo where he basically just said, you want to know what I'm doing next? Go tune into SmackDown on Friday. Does this mean, are they are, are they at a point where they actually don't know what they're going to do with that with with the with the two titles? You'd think they'd have a distinct plan in mind when they announce the thing, but then it's WWE. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. What are you okay. talking about? I know. They were getting to the point of WrestleMania after that. I don't know. I'm sure that's their attitude. I don't know. Well, we thought we'd raise the stakes, so we put both titles on the line. But Bruce, what's next? God damn it, pal. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, that's, been, that's my new that's my new favorite thing, by the way, is is God impression damn of, it, Bruce, of Bruce's impression oh. of Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, it would have been one thing if if the contents of the promo built to him saying, you know, like it like it's some swerve at the end, like he's building up to his moment of of, of announcing what he's gonna do next. Mm-hmm, he, and yeah. at the end he says, Well, if you wanna know, watch SmackDown. But it wasn't Give even that. It was, it was, it was, he says, Heyman, hey, list off our success. He did. Mm-hmm. Roman Primer says, I told you I was going to smash Brock. I smashed him. And if you want to know what I do next, watch SmackDown. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Nobody, it was nobody interrupted him. Nope. I mean, it would have been cool if you debut somebody. Or just have Cody and, come out. Or just, yeah, Again. that's a, that's a bit quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that that's really booking yourself into a corner because Cody, he's like, hey, I'm going to get this title, but you got to be strategic about it. You can't take on the tribal chief now. You got to wait if, and see if the if tribal chief people is talking. Gonna... If you want to get people talking, you have Cody come out. Yeah. Um, or have something happen. What did you think about uh, uh, Braun Breaker winning, winning that NXT title on Raw? I guess, and this shouldn't surprise me, WWE cares more about now of all times getting eyeballs on, on NXT rather than telling a coherent story. I mean, I, I was, well, it kind of fits in. It, it kind does, of fits to a in, degree. It t- but it seems like he got okay, his rematch. Yeah, he got his rematch. But again, that's just like, Oh, Braun was impressive enough. He got his rematch kind of flimsy rationale after this is his rematch from losing it the first time. Um, I did like the commentary, continued the story. They're telling at NXT about him, being inexperienced and his opponents, mm-hmm. if they're veterans, taking advantage of that. And it did play into this match as well. Where they tr- where Dolph tried to replay the finish. What happened on Saturday didn't work out for him. Braun wins. He's a quick, uh, he's a quick learner. He's a quick learner, but he's still learning. He's still learning. Exactly. They continue that story from NXT, which is cool. I, I mean, on one hand you, you kind of feel like, I kind of feel like, well, this is NXT. I don't mind the title defense being on there on the show. Cause it's yeah. good exposure. Yeah. But if you want to have that moment where Braun gets the title back, I don't know. I feel like you do it in front of an NXT crowd. Yeah, you do. 100%. A crowd that will, that will fully appreciate it as opposed to a raw crowd who it seemed like half people are just kind of like, okay. Unhappy. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't care for it. Um, because look, I, I, I do appreciate that NXT got a spotlight. I do. I, yeah. I think that's great. You could have but you if, could have Braun win on Saturday and have Dolph say, I want my rematch on Raw and Braun beats him again, you know? But assuming... Assuming, assuming that some of that 600,000 that are watching NXT exclusively watch NXT, don't you mm-hmm. have to make that assumption? And then yep. they're going to, they tuned in to stand and deliver. They're like, oh my God, Braun lost to Dolph Ziggler. What happens next? Well, what happens next is going to be on NXT TV. And then he shows up and he's champion. He's like, 
Whoa! Or do they just assume, no, all these people are, if you're watching NXT, you're savvy enough to watch. But I don't think you should make that assumption. I don't think you should make that assumption unless you have actual analytics in front of you that says as much. God damn it, pal. I don't know if they do. I don't need numbers. I've got my gut. Uh, Yeah, I know. Sounds like something uh, Vince would say. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, let's, let's I'm, talk re-watching, I'm re-watching the Cody thing here because I honestly think I saw somebody tweet out a picture of a still from his head just being there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I missed the actual literal beginning of his entrance. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he, I'm just re-watching it. It's a good 10 seconds. He's just standing there looking around. <laughs> um, maybe, it, maybe it isn't quite that long, but it felt like a long time. So many recaps. Well, I'm going to find out right now. You guys are going to get me live reacting to yeah. Cody's silly. So uh, one last and pretty major story beat happening last night on Raw. We had uh, MVP turning on uh, Bobby Lashley and aligning with Amos after Lashley uh, beat Amos at WrestleMania, um, and MVP was very very clear with his motivation. He kept on saying, "Oh, you don't need me anymore, huh?" Yeah, this is something right, that's yeah. been building for months. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, you know, so yeah, this, this he is not, even, yeah. it's not a story beat. This out of the blue, you know, there's been kind of tension between MVP and Lashley for a very long time. Lashley beat his ass <laughs> like uh, I don't know a couple months ago, whenever yeah. that was. Yeah, in advance of like SummerSlam or whatever it was. Um, yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was good. 
we had sort of called that. Like, I know there were some people in our chat that were like, hey, what if this happened? And you and I, I think, had thought, oh, maybe MVP is going to turn on him. I forget who exactly came up with the idea, but it seemed like a good one, a solid one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the idea of Amos being with somebody else, um, I think we had somebody had suggested, oh, what if Amos joined the Hurt Business or, or he beats Lashley or takes Lashley to limit? And Lashley says, hey, kid come with us yeah well like it was almost there instead mvp turns on lashley yeah and and amos joins him i think that's a great move for amos yeah it illustrates uh number one he's gonna have another guy to learn from and number two it's not like they've given up on him lashley's a big deal it's yeah. no harm to to lose to him no and uh, and this should only make amos better it should and and uh if, if this initial dynamic between mvp and amos is any, any indication of where they're going i like it mm-hmm. because it's not just Hot, uh, MVP uh, uh, aligning himself with the boss to destroy Lashley. You see his head poking out there, huh? Hold on. It was there for a second, and I I, I hit the 10 seconds back button. But I like I how MVP was was like telling the boss, go do this. Go make your statement. Don't let your foot off the gas. You know? Isn't that hilarious? It was, it was like three seconds. It was but it like, felt it like was an like... eternity, doesn't it? <laughs> You can't do that, man. Nope. You gotta come on, Kevin. Come yep. on, Kevin. You gotta you gotta cut fade in action, while Kevin. he's yeah, cut on the action. It's I a know. filmmaking one oh one. I know. But I like that dynamic that where MVP was kind of coaching Amos during that mm-hmm. beatdown. Oh yeah, no, me too. Yeah, really yeah, like yeah. That. And then you know, make your statement, make your statement, mm-hmm. get him back up, crush him, make your statement. I love I thought that was all good stuff. I, yeah, I really did. It was. Um and then uh we also got uh David Brees uh, uh motivation, which you know what? I do appreciate and Edge himself tweeted this out. I was hoping somebody else would because Twitter's great at finding Easter eggs. But you know, the moment months ago, six mm-hmm. months ago, I think it was, when Damien Priest runs into Edge backstage and Edge is like, Hey kid. You know, you're, you're doing good stuff, and they shake hands, and Damien Priest thinks on it. Boom, now here we are. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. Um, so the crowd, he there's there's they got to do a lot to get Damien Priest out of this situation with the crowd because they can't they they have no desire to see him now at this point. And the fact that he's supposed to be the guy that doles out punishment, which I thought was cool yeah, to reference, reference his to name, give honor name, yeah. Um, but then when AJ comes out with a head full of steam, how did they treat Damian Priest like a chump? He just sort of yeah. dispatches of him yeah. and then goes and, and and he and he tries to take out Edge. So um so yeah I I thought I was I kind I was kind of bummed out. I think that Priest shouldn't have really. I don't think I don't think I don't think Priest really needed to say anything. You don't you don't need that. You don't no. you don't need him to say hey this is why I did what I did. He just no. looks weaker doing it. I know. I mean, it's 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 if you've been paying attention, it's understandable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the the recap, White Brownie has raw ratings two point one and the point six three. That's a good demo number. Right. That's a really good demo number. Um, it's funny. I looked at the uh, at the raw ratings from a year ago, mm-hmm. and they are exactly where they are now. Like oh, back yeah. in the thunder. Yeah. There. It's like one point eight, one point nine. Um, two point one is really good mm-hmm. for for Raw these days. Next week is going to drop off because Raw after Mania always pops. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's. I think last year's Raw after Mania was around like one point nine now. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Up a little yeah. bit then. Up a little bit. Uh, let's jump into it. Show opens with Cody coming out of his little uh, mini Cody Vader. Um, so he he comes to the 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 ring goes 
So what do you all want to talk about? Exactly That's like you did in AEW. That's good. Yeah. After the contract yeah. news, he says it's you think You think any writer had any part of this? No, this is all him. This was all him. This yeah. is all him. Yeah. He says it's been 47 days since the abrupt news that he's been a free agent and he chose to remain silent and hear stories, defamatory whispers, theories, surmised to be nonsense. Everyone assumes the decision to return to WWE was difficult. It was not. It was simple, really. He says the star that left them in the dust, the man standing there now, signed a multi-year agreement with WWE. And if there was a glimmer of doubt, the moment I rose up and walked the rampant mania and defeated one of the best superstars in any era, Seth Rollins, that doubt was eradicated. He says he's an avid reader, and he found a quote. This quote is, a man often finds his destiny on the path he takes to avoid it. I see you're highlighting that. I assume you're going to see where that quote's from. So he says, if you'll humor me uh, and look at the Tron, and he shows a picture of Dusty holding up the old WWWF championship. He says, right there, that's my father, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And it's so simple to say that he's my father, but in reality, he's a legend. He's a son of a plumber, a common man, but to me, he was my hero. He says that photo was taken in 1977 at Madison Square Garden. He's holding the belt that eventually Hulk Hogan would get his hands on, The Undertaker would get his hands on, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H too, and many other greats. And he's going to tell a story that made this whole process very simple. He says Uh, this. So it came from the writer Jean de la Fontaine. (laughs) All right. From, I don't know, sometime in the 1600s. I'm trying to find the actual, he was a French poet. Gotcha. Uh, He says this photo was on the mantle in his parents' bedroom till his dad's last day. And he says when he got hip to the wrestling industry, he asked his dad, I didn't know you were a champion like Hulk Hogan. And so Dusty looked at him and said very stern and patiently, and he explained what the champion's advantage was. that He had won the match, but since he had won it by count out, he didn't win the title. So he says, here I was, eight years old. And at eight years old, I knew uh, not what I wanted to do, but what I needed to do. I was going to win that championship belt, and I was going to bestow it to my dad and tell him that no one could take it away from him now. He says, there are many here who have followed my journey, but to those of you who are new to it, unfortunately, that dream died. It died right in front of me. That opportunity passed. That opportunity passed, or did it? He says, I can't physically put that belt in, that, in my father's hands, but I can certainly put it around the waist of the American nightmare. With that in mind, the silence is broken, the intentions are clear, I stand before you ready, finally ready, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to give my family distinct distinction that's been denied, and I'm going to do it for the fans, I'm going to do it for myself, I'm going to do it for my family, and I'm going to do it for the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And so Seth comes down to the ring, Cody chucks the mic aside and extends his hand. Seth smiles, shakes it, and just leans in and says, welcome home. Yeah, and then Cody looked like, Okay, what's the what's the what's the twist here? Yeah, what's what's you know? Yeah. Um, I thought this was wonderfully performed. I you know he was getting choked up, which seemed completely legitimate. Um, you know, like you said earlier, he completely outlined his motivation, his ambition, what he wants mm-hmm. to do, what he wants to accomplish. Um, he brought a PowerPoint presentation, uh, or at least a slideshow mm-hmm. of one slide. Um, I, I thought it was great, man. I thought I thought this this made him look big. It mm-hmm. made him look okay. This guy and now. I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't accomplish that goal, which yeah. kind of means that Roman's going to ditch one of those titles and just leave it on Raw. It seems it seems to be the case, and I guess the question now is not if, but when Cody's going to win. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be? Are they going to take their time and build up to it? Maybe next year at Mania? Are they going to mm-hmm. do it as soon as SummerSlam? Obviously, it's going to happen at a major pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure, and it should be. I mean, they should focus on this story. They have 
dude, they have something. They have something now. Now you run with it, mm-hmm. and you plot out the steps. You plot out the beats, and yeah. the fans will go along with it. Yeah, uh, Cody's love's a good idea. Does Cody win the title at Madison Square Garden? Ooh, make all the sense in the world. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a whoop, whoop. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, man, this, I, I liked all this stuff. Does WWE have any pay per views in New York this year? New York. Anyways, you carry on, and I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll interject if I have an answer for this. Uh, so after that, we had Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Was this, this was a championship contender match? Wasn't it, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, uh, for well, I guess not because they ended up getting a rematch for the titles. They ended up getting a title shot and a loss here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sasha and Naomi get their uh, uh, finish. On, on Liv. Uh, Liv, Liv Morgan, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Liv, uh, Rhea gets back in the ring. Liv apologizes for the loss, and Rhea just walks out on her. She just leaves on her own. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Liv goes chasing her up as Kevin Owens' uh, music hits. He comes to the ramp, and uh, he says, you know, I might have made a mistake. He says, on Saturday night in the main event of WrestleMania, when I had Stone Cold Steve Austin on as my guest on the KO show, he says, I unveiled my plan to trick him into one one last match, and I underestimated him because the Texas Rattlesnake is still great. He says, you have to be great to beat one of the greatest superstars in the history of WWE, Kevin Owens. He says, I'm one of the greatest to ever step foot in the ring, and when I tricked Austin into having his first match in 19 years, he says, I tricked myself a bit, too, because I went in that match with a pretty bad back injury. He says, I'm not lying. He says, I was limping when I came down that ramp. So I was lifting weights in the gym, a lot of weights, and I hurt myself. I should have gone home, but I knew the WWE Universe needed me to deliver a great Mania main event. So I put myself at risk for the fans. And that means as great as it was for Austin, he says, it should be stricken from the record. And then he's interrupted. And on the Tron, you see Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who is this guy? And then he comes out. And, you know, they're, they're on a long shot when he comes out. And he's got some, like, sort of, I don't know, salmon and yeah. nude colored. Coral. It's like coral. Yeah. Trunks. Yeah. And like a, yeah, like a, like a, an off white. Yeah. Longer hair. What, what, like, before you realized it was Elias. Well, I had it spoiled for me. So I already knew it was Elias. Okay. So you knew what was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I literally texted you. Yeah. Um, you spoiled so, it for me. Yeah, I did. The spoiler. I'm Dick Togo. So uh, he comes out, and it took me a second. I'm like, holy shit, that's Elias. I'm like, what is this Ezekiel business? So um, Kevin Owens is like, uh, Elias? He's like, where have you been? 
uh, uh, he says, well, who, do you th- who the hell do you think you are interrupting me? And Ezekiel says, uh, I'm not Elias. I'm uh, Elias' younger brother. My name is Ezekiel. <laughs> but he's saying it so tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And immediately I'm thinking, are they doing some weird like meta storyline about WWE changing people's names and identities? Yes. Like that's kind of fucking genius, to be honest with you. If they do it right, which they well, won't, here's the thing: still. if they do it right, but it's also another one of those things where they get criticism for doing something, or rather, adjusting the criticism of what they're doing to actually uh, uh, make the fans maybe happier. They just make a joke out of it. Yeah, but here's the thing: I understand fans being up in arms about it. I also understand the business aspect of wanting to protect your own IP. I I get why they do it. I just wish they would do it in a way that was a bit more creative, creatively satisfying. This right here, number one, is unnecessary because they own the name Elias. And number two, it's fucking hilarious. He comes out and he's obviously Elias just with his, you know, he's shaved and he's got a different outfit on. Yeah. Um, He says, uh, 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 he says, Ezekiel says, you know, uh, oh, so Kevin Owens says, no, you're Elias. Stop the bullshit. Stop lying. I hate liars. And Ezekiel says, well, you must hate yourself then because on Saturday Night Light, on Saturday night, you lied to Stone Cold and you got yourself stunned. Crowd starts saying, you got stunned. You got stunned. Kevin Owens says, uh, he says, you know, I don't like Ezekiel. I used to like you. Now I don't. No, you know what? That's a lie. I never liked you. He says, whatever you want to call yourself, you've got 10 seconds to get out of this ring or else. And then Kevin Owens counts down from 10. And Ezekiel doesn't move a beat. He's like ready for whatever's going to come. Kevin Owens uh, gets down to one. Then he just leaves. He just leaves. Um, so White Brownie here says, raw. July 25th is at Madison Square Garden. Mm. Uh, then we got uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Miz. I thought I accidentally fast-forwarded through this mat- some of this match, but no, it was very short. Miz wins like really quickly with a skull-crushing finale. He's a dominator now. Dominate. Well, dom- I get it. Nice pun there. I actually did not mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that clever. So then Veer finally comes. And, uh, yes. So yeah. Miz sees him coming. He decides yeah. to leave the ring Good before man. he comes. So Veer comes to the ring. He boots Dom, hits a huge clothesline on Ray, hits him with a side slam, and then puts on what uh, Jimmy Smith called the cervical clutch on Dom. And Dom's tapping out. He can't tap out fast enough to get out mm-hmm. of this thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty much dominated by Veer. So. You know that's that's cool. That's whatever. It's you know what he they, they didn't make a joke out of here, so that's fine. That's good. I know. Uh, after that, we had a Bianca Belair promo. Uh, mm-hmm. I missed the first part of this, so okay. I'm not going to try care. to butcher your notes here. Sure, sure. So first off, she says that she wants to thank the fans for never. So a couple times during her promo, sometimes on my DVR stuff will kind of skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a couple instances in here where it skipped, and so I hope I piece it together well enough. So. She her she eye wasn't. She took off her glasses. She had yeah. that gnarly. Her eye yeah. was messed up. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, she says, "I want to thank the fans for never giving up on me, um, for believing that she'd once again stand the ring, holding this championship as her own." She takes off her sunglasses, and that's when you see her, her shiner she has there. She says, yeah. "I stand here with one eye tonight." But uh, she wants to thank Becky for that because even all the way back to SummerSlam, without that humiliating moment where Becky took my title in less than thirty seconds, without that moment. I couldn't have realized how much better I could be. Mm-hmm. Says I'll never take for granted where I am, because just like that, it could be taken away, and that hurt. But I didn't have to cheat, and I didn't have to hurt my opponent to get back to the top. 
I went through hell and back from SummerSlam to Saturday Night at Mania. Uh, Becky said that uh, I tried to take everything from her, but I actually think it was Becky that tried to take everything from me. She poked at me. She came from my throat, for my hair, for, even for my eye. And even with one eye, I caught everything Becky threw my way. With one eye, I fought till the end. And with one eye, I'm standing here tonight. I overcame all that because the fans deserve better. And I think she says this weren't cut out. Cut out. So I became better, and I'm going to be the best champ I can be. She knows what it feels. She says, I know what it feels like to be at the top. I know how hard it is to stay at the top. And now that I have this title, I uh, never want to let it go ever again. I'm willing to fight and face every single woman in the locker room. No woman is prepared to do what it takes to get the title from me because after Saturday, I am different and I am better. And she says, now that Becky doesn't have the title to defend, maybe she can find out who she is without the championship. She says, I know who I am. I'm the EST of WB and the new Raw Women's Champ. It was a really good promo. It was really a really good. good promo. I kind of wish that we would have gotten a clearer picture as to what is going to be next for her. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody interrupting. That's kind of, that, that's one thing that's like sort of a staple for Raw's, Raw's After Mania that, you know, or whenever there's a big blow off match at any point, you know, I want somebody to step up, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll find out soon enough. After that, we had rematch from Stand and Deliver. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker once again for the NXT title. We talked about this, uh, uh, you know, in our intro. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I kind of appreciate with Braun Breaker, the story, of course, is he's new. And so, but once, and they even mentioned this during the thing, they say, you know, everybody notes Braun Breaker's power and explosiveness, but he's also a student of the game. You'll find him in the in the in the film room mm-hmm. studying tape um, as much as you will in the gym, and so yes, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he learns quickly. And the finish almost went down identical to stand and deliver. Braun Breaker adjusted. He ends up getting the win here against Dolph Ziggler, and he's your new two-time NXT yep. champion. Yep, yep. Probably should have happened in front of an NXT crowd, but didn't. Um, after that MVP comes out and he says they say that actions speak louder than words and it is his privilege to introduce a man whose actions spoke volumes at Wrestlemania a man who single handedly triumphed over Amos he didn't even need my help so he introduces Bob Lashley Lashley comes to the ring uh, he gets the mic and the crowd is chanting Bobby Bobby it's great to see Lashley get this kind of reaction it's awesome oh absolutely yeah, um, yeah. and Lashley pretty much says as to why he stepped into Amos, I couldn't resist. I had to see how strong, how powerful Amos was. And when I stepped in the ring with him, I thought to myself, do you really want to do this? But then he knew when he knocked Amos on his ass, he knew it could be done at Mania. He could say that Amos beat the hell out of him. He's the strongest man he's ever been in the ring with. He felt almost hopeless for a second, but he knew that if Amos made a mistake, he knew he was gonna, he's going to uh, beat him. And that's what happened. And then he's interrupted by Amos. He comes to the ring. He just yells, I want a rematch. That was a fluke. Mm-hmm. And then MVP relays that to the crowd mm-hmm. on the mic because Amos just kind of just said it. And, and then so MVP, MVP says, hey, Amos wants a rematch. And Lashley squares up to Amos. He's ready mm-hmm. to fight yeah. right there. And then MVP yeah. blasts Lashley from behind. Amos blasts him. MVP hits uh, Lashley with some grind and pound. Yells at Lashley, you don't need me, huh? Mm-hmm. And then he tells Amos to crush him. Make your statement. Yeah. And so they, they beat him up a bit, and then Amos hits Lashley with a choke bomb, and MVP raises Amos's hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
really good yep. stuff. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, after that, we had Liv Morgan walking up to Rhea backstage. Rhea says, hey, I've been talking to Pierce and Sonya. We got a tag title match next week. Liv says, you know, that makes up for what happened. Thanks for doing that. Rhea says, no, thank you for give, for forgiving me. Now let's go get that. Let's go win that gold next week. That, that makes, ain't going to happen. This makes no sense why well, they lost the championship contender match and then get a championship shot anyways. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just Rhea's going to turn heel on Liv. That's uh-huh. what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it'd be nice. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you can catch people off guard. Hey, Pierce, can I get a tag match, a uh, title match next week? Oh, did you guys win this week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's good. All right. Yeah, you got it. It's already in the books. It's done. So we were scheduled to have Carmella and Zelina Vega take on Shayna Baszler and Natalia. However, before the match began, as Mike Rome is about to announce, Shayna and Natalia, excuse me, I had a burrito for lunch. Mm. Oh, uh, Zelina nice. grabs the mic. What kind of burrito was it? It's a, a, a vegetarian one. It just has beans and, and corn and some... Like homemade or from a place? No, it was from Trader Joe's. Nice. They're really good. Put them in the air fryer. Hmm. So Zelina grabs the mic from Mike Rome, and uh, she says, Hey, Carmella, you're the one that cost us the tag tiles at WrestleMania. You're so preoccupied with yourself and the man who was a fool for marrying you. However, he is a very handsome man. And Carmella snatches the mic from Zelina, says, I'm the most beautiful woman in the world, and and who cares that you won the Queen's Crown Tournament? Says, when uh, Corey and I announced that we were getting married, I was sure that you were going to be one of my bridesmaids. Not anymore. Now you can be... My flower girl. Oof. And then Zelina punches Carmella. Mm-hmm. Carmella rolls out of the ring and basically leaps into Corey's arms. Zelina yanks her to the floor and walks away. And so Corey kind of helps Carmella up, Carmella up into his chair. And he's like, okay, you're safe now. Everything's fine. And yeah. then they just start making out. Oh, yeah, man. Sucking face. Mm-hmm. Swapping spit. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Hot. Uh, after that, we got the Usos backstage. Theory's looking mad, dude. And the Usos point that out. They say, you're looking mad, man. Because unlike us, you didn't get the W at Mania. He says, uh, our tag championships aren't going anywhere. We're going to show the bloodline still runs the whole company. They asked Theory if Vince made him. They are like, oh, Vince made you the chosen one. And uh, we almost believe the hype. But we'd be embarrassed if we lost a Stone Cold and an ex-NFL punter. Theory goes off. He says, I had Pat beat. He got lucky, and he's not going to talk. He says, I'm not even going to talk about Stone Cold. He said, Vince McMahon never made a mistake, and I'm the best investment Vince has ever made. And tonight, Finn might as well be Pat McAfee because I mean, he's going to catch a round. A-Town down. <laughs> he was hot. He was. He was upset. So that match happened next. You got RK Bro and Finn Balor versus the Usos and Austin Theory. And so the Usos are in control. Jay is preening to the crowd. He even goes over and, and punches Finn off the apron. This all allows Matt Riddle, who is is in customary fashion for uh, an RK Bro tag match. Riddle's isolated. He hits a knee mm-hmm. on Jay, gets the hot tag to Orton. Jimmy gets tagged into. Randy goes on a run. Uh, as he's going for a draping DDT, Theory tags himself in. Orton hits the draping DDT. He's looking for an RKO. Theory drop kicks him into his corner, his own corner. Finn tags in. He's looking for a coup de gras on Theory. Theory uh, evades that. He's looking for his finish. Finn reverses that to reverse DDT. Jimmy breaks up that pin. Jimmy eats an RKO. Jay super kicks Randy. Uh, Riddle gets a super kick as well. Finn hits Jay with a sling blade. And then Theory hits Finn with uh, his finisher. I believe they call it A-Town down now to get mm-hmm. the win. Yeah. Um, favorite part about this was Randy Orton doing Finn Balor's entrance motion. When Finn gets up on the thing and he does this, Randy did this too. 
and he was chuckling. <laughs> he just seems like he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Austin Theory is probably going to pick up that U.S. title sooner. Than seems like it. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! So then we had a very lengthy Edge promo with Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Uh, so he comes out. He says, "I'm an honest man." He said, uh, "You know, I said that AJ would face his judgment at Mania, and he did." He said, "I didn't expect Damian Priest to appear, but it makes perfect sense if you stop to think about it." He says, "For AJ, for most of us, I know thinking is hard." He's he's doing it for the for the crowd. He's like, "For most of you, thinking is hard." Yeah, sorry. He says, but for too long, Priest fought his inner self, just like me. He says, for too long, he was a role model for all the sheep. And the crowd starts chanting, we are sheep. We are sheep. He says, so without further ado, I demand everybody here rise for the man who respects my message, the man who will be the punishment Mm. for the guilty. And then uh, Damien Priest makes his way to the ring. Damien Priest shakes hand with Edge. He really should go back to that deep voice, dude. Oh, it was. Um, he says, uh, he "Edge, sorry, asked Damien uh, what it was about my message that caused him to take his career back into his own hands." I like. He's like, "So, what part of what I said really stuck with you?" He's yeah, doing focus with you. Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, Priest says, "You know, first of all, you've meant a lot to me for a long time." He says, "But the weeks leading into Mania, I was lost." Yeah, the crowd starts chanting, we don't care. Uh, He says, uh, there was a time that that would have bothered me. Edge says, not anymore, losers. And then it's funny because like for he needs to be careful with that shit, because for a guy who is all about, you know, the the eloquent verbiage and whatnot. I know. I know. There's a couple of times going down to a pedestrian level. It sort of just doesn't fit with what the character's supposed to be. I think that happened a couple of times here. Yeah, it, it totally. Um, it's like, I understand maybe the concept is he's full of shit, Yeah. but you'd think that he'd been doing it for so long. He can not break that veneer of, you know, what he's trying to be. Anyways, priest, he's putting out. Yes. So priest says, uh, you know, I tried to please everybody except for myself, but all that changed when I heard your message, he says, it gave me direction. He says, I know you were speaking to AJ, but it felt like you were speaking directly to me. And that's why it was easy to make the decision to pledge my loyalty to you. Edge says it was the best decision of your life, but it's funny. The night uh, uh, I had my epiphany was the same night that priest decided to take your power back. He says, what a coincidence. We judged AJ at mania and then we're going to pass judgment on anybody who challenges our message. He says, now AJ is going to keep coming. He says, I wanted the pit bull and I got it. The thing about pit bulls is that they, they don't have intellect. They only know how to fight, not flight. Or he, they only know fight, not flight, the fight or flight thing. He says, but AJ has to realize that uh, his best option is flight. He says, you got to think about your family. His, your kids need a father. And then AJ interrupts, storms towards the ring. Priest goes out to intercept him, and he just pff, completely gets uh, thrown over the barricade by AJ. Yeah. AJ hits the ring to attack Edge. He posts him twice, gets a couple of chairs out, looks for a concerto. Priest lays him out. Priest and Edge hit uh, a leg sweep and a spear combo. Edge sets up for a concerto. The refs and the producers come out to break it up. Yep. Uh, then we had Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. So Alpha Academy just beats the heck out of the Profits before the bell even rings. Adam Pierce comes out and is like, hey, if the four of you just want to, wanted to fight, all you had to do was ask. This is now a Texas Tornado uh, tag match. You know, dude, this was fun, but kind of similar to the six-man tag earlier. 
I don't know. I just I always feel like those types of matches is just like, well, we don't have anything else. Let's give them a little bit of like some WrestleMania taste mm-hmm. and put them back in the ring with each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like the stuff where I'm like, oh, I could I could miss this. This could have been something else. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know what though. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, the end was fun though. So uh, Otis gets a table from under the ring. He sets it up. Uh, Gable puts Dawkins on it, and so Otis is looking for a Vader bomb. Uh, and then get, while that's all happening, Gable like hits a crossbody that sends him and Ford over the top out of the ring. Uh, while that's happening, Dawkins gets off the table, dumps Otis to the floor, sends him into the ring steps. By that point, Ford's back of the ring. He's going up the top rope. Gable goes over, sweeps his feet out from under him, looking for a superplex. Ford pushes him off. Uh, Gable punches, sorry, Dawkins punches Gable. So uh, Chad falls on the table. And then Ford hits him with a frog splash through the table to get the win. Yep. Uh, after that, finally, the tribal chief arrives at Raw, comes out. He says, uh, you know, instead of doing, because it looked like he was on the verge of saying, you know, uh, Dallas, acknowledge me. He says, no, we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. And he says, wise man, explain the bloodline success. So Paul Heyman gets on the mic. He says, the Usos are the longest reigning tag champions in the history of SmackDown. The largest box office receipts for SummerSlam, Survivor Series, because Roman was in the main event. The first billion-dollar grossing year in sports entertainment. The largest box office in the history of the Rumble. And he's mentioning that Roman Reigns was on the top of all this. The largest crowds, largest grossing mania. Roman Reigns was on the top throughout it all. Crowd starts chanting for Roman. He says, Heyman... You always say that what's good for Roman Reigns is good for WWE. He says, and it's no secret. With me at the head of the table, the billion-dollar deals are coming easy. And that's because I'm the last needle mover. And I'm the last needle mover because I'm constantly operating at God mode. But you see, I'm so much more than all that. I'm a man of my word. I called my shot and I delivered. I said I was going to smash Brock. What did I do? I smashed him. He says, that's the past now. Other men would hang their hat on this last weekend, but that's not who I am. I'm never content. I'm a progressive tribal chief. I'm constantly moving forward. So this Friday on SmackDown, I'm going to let you know what the next step is. But until then, Dallas, Texas, acknowledge me. I wonder how the show would have went if they had switched the opening and closing segments. If they had Roman open and had Cody close the show. Two, two, maybe 1.8 million. Everybody tuning out of that shit. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I don't know, because I know like Fightful had said that there was like some, you know, waffling on uh, what was going to close Cody mm-hmm. or Roman. I think Roman is probably the smart move, you know, making people stick around to find out what's going to happen with this undisputed championship. Uh, unfortunately, this is decided to say find out on SmackDown. Um, but it's kind of apropos for Roman anyways, you know, keep everybody hanging on your last word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they'll tune into SmackDown. SmackDown will get 2.4 million, 2.5 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. We'll find out. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Yeah. I've got a um a thread right here on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh let's see here. First up, uh uh trying to find one that we haven't already talked about no here. well here while you look all uh mayor planet houston here in chat says triple h left his boots in the ring at wrestlemania who steals them and gains h powers cody should be cody i wanted a pedigree at wrestlemania Tommaso champa oh that's good too that's a good answer too 
How about they have a they have a match for, for Triple it. H's boots? Who gets to be Triple H's boots now? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, my goodness, we have addressed we have addressed all this stuff. Oh wow, white brown. Oh with, yeah, here we, sorry, here we go. Ahead. Well, Wolfpack for life. What other superstars have little brothers, and what are their names? Well, obviously Undertaker has Kane, but yeah. we know that one. Uh, does Finn have a younger brother in kayfabe? What if it's revealed that Butch is his younger brother? Oh wow, which doesn't even make sense because they're not even remotely from the same area. No, no, that'd be interesting though. Does yeah. Seth have a little brother? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith, it's Keith Steph. Rawls. It's Steph, oh. like Seth and like there the Curry go. brothers. Yeah. There you go. Good. I like good. Keith's good though. Who's okay? So who would Keith's older brother be? Let's say there is a Keith. Who's his oh. older um. Keith Lee. Okay. Okay. Keith Lee. I was going to say Austin Theory. You know, I think Austin Theory is probably younger than what Keith is supposed to be in Righteous Tempest. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie with Bunny of the Bank coming up soon. Do you see WB writing their wrong by having Cody win it? It's entirely possible. He wins Money of the Bank and then cashes in at the Madison Square Garden Raw and wins the title there. Uh, Yeah, Money of the Bank's in June, isn't it? Yes. Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> that was dope. I said it's in June. He said, "Yeah, Fourth of July." <laughs> uh, let's see. It's Fourth of July weekend, really? Yeah, I think it's That's second crazy. or something like that. Okay. Uh, Folsom Joe, who has the higher ceiling, Braun Breaker or Wardlow? Boy, that's a great question. It is. My gut I, says Wardlow. Well, right now Wardlow has a more interesting character. Or he's involved in a more interesting storyline. I feel like Braun Breaker is one of them dudes who, with the right thing, he could break out huge. Yeah, exactly. But they got to figure out what that right I thing know, is. I know. Agreed. And that's not always guaranteed. Same thing with Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory just needs that one little thing, that, that Cena wearing the jersey thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he'll break out huge. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to find it. With with Austin Theory, it might just end up being. Uh, it, they just might end up just pounding him down our throats, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cornbread Haas with the NCAA tournament ending last night. I've got a question. What are some of your favorite wrestling tournaments? Deadly Games. Survivor it's a series. deadly game. Ninety eight. G one every year. Yeah, it really. Uh, is a G1. It's a G one. Let's see here, Lords. No, my my new favorite tournament. Is the uh, uh, lose your way up tournament? Oh, in Triple A, yeah. <laughs> Winner gets loser. out tournament. Loser of I the tournament loses their mask. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's it that's is. what a brilliant concept. It's pretty creative. You're trying desperately to get out of this tournament. Uh, Lord Ziffer, what are some ways to get Finn Balor back on track? Because his create has been so bad with the U.S. title. Well, he's got to win. You should stop losing. Sometimes it's just that easy, isn't it? It really is. Win something, man. People like Finn. People want to cheer for Finn, but then I they know. have him lose. It's weird. They have they have the guy. They have the guy. It's Finn Balor, but Finn's probably like, God damn, pal. Just He's so it. small. Just loses all the time. Loses. Uh, Roz Cody, after what if after his match at Mania, Stone Cold caught the itch to wrestle some more? Who does he face? 
Yeah, Goldberg. Oh gosh. Dream bitch. Last 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 thing I'd want to see. I think uh Stone Cold versus Seth would be really good. Yeah, you got to put him in there with. You know, I I would say this. I, I know, look. There's there's like one person. There's two people I could think of. Number one is just Kevin Owens, they did it. The other one is Mox. You know, because they're sort of the most stone cold guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I guess CM Punk, CM mm-hmm. Punk, maybe. But I don't know. It's funny, man. Like somebody asked in in the edit of uh, reactions, you know, given that especially me, like I've been a huge like Stone Cold is my guy. He was like, man. Yeah. Why I didn't pop more for him coming back for a match. And I think it's because I'm just not into the nostalgia thing that much. Mm hmm. Like it doesn't even even it's taken me a little bit to get back into like when when CM Punk came back, thought it was cool. I thought I was like, OK, this is neat. But all the all all those guys are to me is a reminder of them at their best. And it's also kind of a reminder that they're not. And I'm not saying Punk isn't like still a great. He's clearly still a great wrestler. But there was something unique about CM Punk in that situation back in 2011. Uh-huh. It was WWE was rapidly moving away from him, and he was there to call them out on their bullshit. And he would do that during that span of time, constantly calling them out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it was a unique situation. He's not in that situation anymore. And you can, he can, I'm sure, I, and I have no doubt that CM Punk. You know, he is the MJF stuff was great. Yeah. He's still in some really good stuff. He could still really cut a good promo. Austin, on the other hand, like he's just a reminder of how good 1998 was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's not going to be that nope. again. Nope. And it can't be that again. And so it's little more for me than, oh, this is cool. This is fun. But it's not vital and it's not urgent in the moment, you know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Stone Cold coming back to having a match? Okay, yeah, I guess that's neat. But my my excitement level never rose above, oh, neat. Yeah, right, yeah, same. Even even when they brought the ref out, it was like, I mean, I did. I found a lot more. I was popping a lot more for the entertainment value of what happened the next night because old-ass Vince was going crazy and then and then – Seeing two guys in there just having fun mm-hmm. and laughing at the ridiculousness of it, I, I thoroughly enjoy. I'm not super emotionally invested in it. It's just like I like people having fun, yeah. you know, and Austin laughing his ass off over that awful, awful Vince Stunner really tickled the hell out of me. But it's not like the same thing as me back in 1998 watching Austin going off every week mm. as this fucking dangerous, you know, character who this, this, this time bomb who could just go off at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, this is probably a good one to end on here. White Brownie with Seth Rollins recently saying he wants one more match with Mox, which is more likely to happen. Mox in WWE or Tyler black in all elite wrestling. That's a great question. I would, in my gut, would say Mox and WWE, which I think is a so not going to happen. Yeah, but I think that's so much more likely than Seth Rollins leaving the big time. Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah, like if 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 
you know, uh, with Cody going back to WB and he, if he kind of gets a degree of creative latitude that very few people get and people that may have left at WB for that reason, because they weren't getting, getting any creative latitude, see that can negotiate that for themselves. It's entirely possible. I don't think it's likely for Mox to go back. It seems like he was miserable when he was there the last couple of yeah. years. Yeah. But you know, you never know. He, he could be in AEW for another five, 10 years. Feel like, well, I've done all I could do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm go back to get one last massive payday. Mm-hmm. Go in the WB Hall of Fame and 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 go into retirement and just do GCW shows when I want to. You know, you know the thing is there, there there is only so much you can do in wrestling in general. Like he's already look at how much stuff he's already done mm-hmm. outside of WWE. At a certain point, that might not be his thing. He might be like, you know, I've done so many blood sports. I've bled a lot. I've done death matches. I've done everything. I've been AEW world champion already. I helped establish AEW um, with my name recognition. You know, maybe at some point he's just going to be like, you know what? I'll go have some fun with some old friends in WWE, get a huge payday. Uh, and, uh, and you know, it, the thing is also, like, Cody's got a multi-year deal. I don't know if that's two years or three years, but time yeah. flies. Yeah, it does. Time flies. And, and I, I honestly... Half expect Cody to go back to AEW after this contract. I would not be surprised. That would not shock me at all, because what does he like doing? Remaining relevant. Mm-hmm. And if you got a con, and he's learned if you got a contract coming up, and you walk away, you're the talk of the town. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a little bit and raid somebody. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Of course, tomorrow we'll be back with our NXT review. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.